0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Righto, it's now time on the overnight crowd to turn our attention to the National Rugby League. And... That also had a game across Monday, and what a game it was! It was my Parramatta Eels taking on the West Tigers, and it was an upset for the ages. Have a listen to how it finished. Brooks, well, in front of well, if it. Happens- The West Tigers, they were desperate for a win and they got there twenty-one to twenty over the Parramatta Eels. And joining us now, a man who was there at the ground, a big West Tigers supporter himself, Elliot Vesley. Thank you for joining us tonight.
1: Thank you for having me again. Um it's a great night to be on.
0: <laughs> it's a good good night for you, less so for me being the Parramatta Eels on my side. But what did you make of the game? It was Look, it was a return to form in many ways to Luke Brooks, who's been under the pump recently, So, and, and Hastings himself to seal that game. Uh, two big names that have been under pressure.
1: Yeah, I, I personally was out there today sitting in that media box trying to be a bit impartial, but it was almost impossible for me just watching that those Tigers. Just, They played with heart. They played with grit. They looked like they were determined, which... And and in all honesty, we haven't seen that all year, and I think they would agree with that. We just haven't seen that out of them. And, uh, you know, Hastings to to seven, Brooks to six, uh, Brooks to nine at the end of the game with Jock Madden coming into that sixth role. It it was just all going the Tigers' way today. Even when it wasn't going the Tigers' way, they found a way to to grind it out. Really shut down the Eels, who I don't think were too bad today. They just really could not get it done, and the Tigers... It, it, it's such an amazing victory in, in so many senses of, of, of that word. It's just, it, 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 you can't even describe what it actually means for the Tigers fans, for the club. It, it means a ton to the Tigers fans just to get on the board this year. It may have given Madge Maguire a few more weeks in his career. It may have put uh, Luke Brooks in first grade for a few more weeks. It's, it's done wonders for the club, that win.
0: Hasn't it? What and it's lifted you, lifted your side up from the the bottom of the table, uh, relegating Bulldogs back down to 16th, and the Tigers up into 15th. Look, the game itself, with with 10 minutes to go, Parramatta scored out wide. It levelled the scores to 20 all. Moses Mitchell Moses, he missed the sideline conversion. Never an easy kick. He missed that one. Then your Tigers had a chance to to cross the line, but were held up. Uh, then Moses missed his attempt at a field goal, and it turned out that you know Hastings was able to step up. So there was a lot going on in that back end of the game where it still could have gone either side's way.
1: Yeah, it, it really could have. Um, there was a few times there in in those final minutes where the Tigers were caught with the ball and they kicked it dead. In fact, Hastings did that uh, a few minutes earlier, and it just things were just like uh, a bit chaotic out there, but. You know what? To see to see Jackson Hastings then from about thirty eight meters out just slot I I interviewed him after the game and he said how much that means to him. It's his first win back in the NRL. Uh, his family hasn't been able to see him play in a very long time. He said he shed a few tears after that game. It, it was just it was really really good to see, and it was good to see the Tigers boys up and about, and I hope that inspires them to keep going in weeks to come.
0: Absolutely. It was, a, it was a, a win, as we said at the top, a win they desperately needed and against arch rivals Parramatta in front of a, a Parramatta home crowd. And I, I think it was close to a sellout or it was a, a massive crowd in NRL numbers anyway.
1: Um, yeah, 28,000.
0: Yeah, that, that's real big numbers when it comes to NRL. We often look at AFL yeah. crowds and think that they, they you know usually well and truly chop NRL crowds. But this, this was a big one for NRL and a, a great win for West Tigers. So let's... Let's now turn back. We've, we started at the back end of round six, the final game. Let's go back here to the first game of round six. On um, Thursday, we had Raiders taking on the Cowboys and the Cowboys got it done 18 to 12. Ricky Stewart, he just seems like he's always emotional, but it seems like now these emotional outbursts and handlings, they're becoming more and more prolific. Is, is he maybe feeling the pressure after so many years at the top for the Raiders?
1: I don't know if Ricky's necessarily feeling the pressure. I think that that comes with the territory for Ricky Stewart. He's not only, you have to remember, he's not only a club coach. He's a club legend there at, at, at Canberra. So it, it means a whole lot more to him as a coach. It's somebody that really has invested in the club uh, for many, many years, far beyond his coaching career, it means a lot to him, and I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about his blow-ups, but he is passionate. You can't take that away from him, and the boys there don't seem to be losing faith in him, so he hasn't lost the locker room. Yeah. So yeah, that, all that outside noise, uh, I really think it's just outside noise, and, and Ricky knows how to get it done. He knows how to inspire those boys, and uh, I, I think he will. It's just been a bit of a tough couple of weeks and and and. It's Tough couple of years, kind of, since they, they fell off the back of that, that uh, grand final. But I, I think the Canberra are going to build to something. They just need uh, one, one or two more key buys. But um, I certainly don't think that Ricky's really in trouble down there. I think he's still, he's still got the faithful behind him.
0: And the Cowboys obviously winning that game. They now have three, three and three for them, and they're sitting seventh. So nice little slot inside the top eight for them.
1: Oh, it's great. Todd Payton's done a great effort up, uh, up there. Nobody would have thought that uh, at the start of the year. I thought they would be battling for that bottom position, but um, they've done very well.
0: Uh, moving on, uh, the next game, Rabbitohs versus the Bulldogs and uh, the Rabbits, easy winners, 36-16, to 16, over the cellar dwellers at the moment, the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, really impressive from South to uh, uh, latrell list. South people have definitely written them off. Um uh, Cam Murray was very, very good. Damien Cook, three tries. Wow. He is, he is so lightning fast. He was a beach sprinter before he was an NRL player. And that just shows he was so dangerous. Yeah. But I he is just great. Um, Alex Johnston scored two tries. It, it's really good for South. Blake Taft looked pretty good um, out there, the young star. So for South, I know they're a Luttrell-less, the but if they can get a couple more wins on the board, I think people you know, uh, underestimate that South could be still an eight contender this year.
0: Yeah, well, they're sitting inside the eight nicely there. And t- speaking of teams that are sitting nicely, the Panthers are right up at the top of the table, still undefeated for the season in 2022. They ran out over the Broncos, 40 to 12 winners.
1: Yeah, they're the cream of the crop, the, the Panthers. There's no denying that. Um, they're obviously premiership favourites. Uh, they're they just it's, it's, there's too much going right for me to even point out how many players had a good game, you know, yeah. Jerome Blue, I try may, uh, like it's just everybody from, you know, from one to 17 for them has been just great. It, and it's, it's very rare that you see a squad come together like that. That's just, there's nobody I would change there. Even if, there's very few players in the league that I could imagine that I would slip into that lineup without having to really change it because they work so well together already. Why would you change that? It's just, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, they just seem so slick at the minute, don't they? The Broncos, uh, a hiccup for them, and obviously sitting now at, at 14th, they do get to play Canberra Bulldogs in the next round. So I, I guess a chance for them to, to bounce back into the winner's circles next week. <laughs>
1: I, I hope so for the Broncos. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot to work on there. There has been for a couple of years now. Uh, the Broncos have a very young squad. People have to remember, I don't think this year is going to be their year. But if they can get some good wins on the board and, and get some of these young students with winners under their belts, that's exactly what they need from this season.
0: Uh, Seagulls and Titans. The Seagulls, 26 to 18 winners. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this was a bit too close for comfort for me. If I'm a, a good supporter, I, I thought, yes, they won, but uh, the Titans did very well here. Uh, Tino and and David Fuseta. The only difference in that game was the kicking. Toby Sexton only kicked one from four, whereas uh, Reuben Garrett kicked four from four. That was the only difference in the match. They both scored the same amount of tries. So for me, if I'm Manly, that was far far too close uh, for comfort for me. And uh, I think that Manly. Uh, Yes, they're showing a bit of Tom Travojevic signs uh, missing him. Mm. But I, I think they have some further issues that they need to look into.
0: Well, you're not wrong. When you look at the first half, they fit they went to the Sheds with 24 points already on the on the board for them. So they in their second half, they let in 14 for the Titans as they came home hard. So question mark over how they're going to continue to run out games if that's the case.
1: Yeah, definitely. And especially against the Titans, like... I'm sorry to the Titans, but they played very well, but they're not the contenders that Manly are. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit worrying for Manly.
0: So the Storm versus the Sharks, a Storm, a side now in NRL that you just can never discount and they always are up there around the winner's target. This was a game I was looking forward to, Storm versus the Sharks, and it was a Storm that got up 34 to 18, running in five tries to three.
1: Yeah, the, the Storm knew this was a big game. They knew they had to impress against the Sharks. The Sharks are probably the inform team that people didn't expect to be uh, as good as they are. Um, yeah, the Sharks had a bit of teething issues. I still thought Nico Hines was fantastic. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo was great. Uh, Talakai is looking great for the Sharks. Um, but to look at that Storm lineup it's, it's, it's no it, it's no joke to go up against Storm at any point, but to lose against the Storm... Yes, it's a loss, but I think everybody can, can agree that that Storm Squad is just so, so good. Cam Munster was outrageously good that game. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think that Cam Munster could be the number one player in our game at the moment. I, I, he's right up there for me.
0: The interesting thing as well, you're talking Melbourne. Obviously, it's a strong, strong Aussie rules town. And the crowd attendance to the storm fixture was just over 16,000. And across in AFL on Saturday, I think one game had just under 22,000 and the other game just over 19,000 or around there. So NRL under the storm ban are really starting to get good stranglehold in AFL land, really.
1: Well, as they should, to be honest with you, as they should, because so successful. If they're successful so, they're so successful, I know you have a lot of AFL listeners, they should get behind the storm. They are just they are such a good team, and they're such a credit to Melbourne. Um, those boys they've, all, they've been good for as long as you know the last 10 years or the last decade they've been the most dominant team, so yeah, Melbourne are only going from strength to strength, and I don't see this you know slowing down at all.
0: We have a lot of very passionate Melbourne Storm supporters as well amongst the AFL ranks. That They all often write in and text in and, and say, oh, you know, I've had a good day because my AFL team's got up and my Storm have got up as well as their A-League side. So parochial Melbourne team supporters, which is good to see. And uh, let's now look at Roosters versus the Warriors. And it was a, a closer game, only the eight points in at Roosters 22 to the Warriors 14.
1: Yeah, again, it's another game that was too close for comfort for me. It was just the Roosters have the team to get it done and they should have the team to do a lot more damage than they did there. I know there were some late changes with Swally coming into the squad and a, and a few different Drew Hudgens and also came in. But yeah, uh, the Roosters this year, they've been a, a bit up and down a bit hot and cold. They're just, they're looking to find form. And, um, you know, the great Wayne Bennett always says that seasons are one at the end of the season. You need to, if you're winning at the end, that's all that matters. And, I, I think that the Roosters are just slowly building, but they need to up that speed.
0: Absolutely. Their side, I feel like, should should do more damage, as you just listed off. Uh, Dragons, 21 over the Knights, 16. Less than a converted try in this one on the Sunday, the 17th of April in front of 11,000. The Dragons just getting it done over the Knights.
1: Yeah, the, the Dragons did get it done here for me. Yeah, it's disappointing from the Knights who started the season really, really well. Um, it, it, It's just things are just, they need to go back to what was working for the Knights. I think they're trying to overcomplicate it just a tad. Um, I know that the Phoenix Crossland was only new in the halves this week, but there was still, I don't know, a bit, a bit too much going on for them in attack. They need to just simplify it, use their guns, use Kalen Ponga, use Jake Clifford and just, and get it done like they were at the start of the season. They just, I don't know, the Dragons, for me, were good, but the Dragons are, again, hot and cold. So the Knights should have won that one, and um, it's a bit upsetting that they didn't.
0: Well, Elliot, it's always good to talk to you. NRL, we've got a nice big wrap-up of Round 6. We're heading into Round 7 this weekend, starting on Thursday. The Sharks taking on the Sea Eagles, and we must be starting to get into pretty... Discussion time now around the two state of origin sides
1: Yeah, this is origin time This is where players start to really put their hand up And, uh, and say to Freddie and uh, Billy Slater You know, it's time to pick me mm. uh, I'm in and I think a few players are going to really, really step up now And start saying, you've got to pick me I'm in such good form
0: Well, Elliot, I can't wait to follow up as well. Let's talk a lot of State of Origin as it all pans out. And thanks heaps for giving us a really good wrap on the round six in NRL action. And congratulations to you and the West Tigers for a big win on Easter Monday.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Great night.
0: It's great to talk to Elliot here on The Overnight Crowd. Let's take your calls and your texts in just a moment. Stick around on The Overnight Crowd. Want to witness the world's biggest football game?